This is David at the Patch Turned Up Studio in Spencer, West Virginia. You're listening to Help Desk with Joe. Our host Joe and our secondary host Justin are here for show number 44 of our podcast series. And today we're going to talk about news updates and our product review. So make sure you tune in for more podcasts, information, and music here on our Patch Turned Up Studio. All right, well, gentlemen, welcome. We're here, another day, another show, and show 44, and we're just cranking out numbers. I'm amazed. I remember when 30 was a big number, and then 40 was a big number, and now we're almost to 45. I was wondering, can we uh, count episodes like they count election ballots and just go ahead and say we're at episode 1,043? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you asking me to find podcast shows for you just out of the mystery of the air? If you could, I'd, I'd appreciate it. It would give us a little more uh, li- um, a little credibility. More, a little more credibility and content. Exactly. I see how that works. <laughs> so, looking for content where there is none. All right, so that that's our joke for the day. And but uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where we at on that one, Justin? You had one job. <laughs> I'm just the recurring uh, special guest. No, he's, no co-host duties for me. That's too much. Now too he's much. The, he's the adult in the situation. <laughs> yeah, the moderator, the, yeah. the peacekeeper. The yeah, host. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> When's that going to start, by the way? <laughs> and I think you're past special guest status. You're now part of the crew, so all okay. blame is uh, equally shared. I mean, when you're a guest, the first couple, you kind of, yeah. you know, you get away with it, and you really the blame doesn't fall your way. But now that you're here, you know, it's a third, a third, and a third of the blame for whatever's said. All right, I'm still the rookie, though. The, <laughs> the guys are the, the veterans. The rookie. I like how you're trying to play that off. No. Well, you I get like, a full share of the blame. That's yeah, just how it is. I like how he puts us up to status like we actually know what we're doing, like we're the veterans of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We may have been here a while, but I don't know that we can claim credit for knowing what we're doing. Exactly. I mean, you know, kind of leave that. That's Cena's role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, where are we at today, man? We got so we got some good news updates. We got everybody. Uh, all the cogs are turning in the machine here, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I forgot what the first news update was. I know the last two. Minecraft? Yeah. Minecraft. Yes. Minecraft Earth. You have a news update? This is going to make some parents happy. Well, Man, okay, depend, or not. depending on how you look at things. <laughs> they like mine, The kids like Minecraft, so if you're a parent, you're probably in, have younger kids, I'd say up to teenage years. You probably are familiar with Minecraft. And then, uh, I don't know, Joe, do you know anything about the Roblox or Roblox? Roblox. Roblox. No, I think that seems super popular now. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't either. Of course, I still. Justin, you care to look that up real quick? Sure. I think it's R O B L O X. Of course, at this Roblox. point, I still don't get the big deal with Minecraft, but that's just. I was me. told to go play this game. I never did. Roblox. Really? Yeah, Trevor in our uh, green room here, one of the younger guys. He plays it. I guess so. I, like, I know little kids play it. I know for, like, ages 6 to 10. Yeah, I know it's big with that age group. Yeah, just looking at it here, it looks like almost like Lego-type characters. Huh, okay. I mean, Minecraft, I kind of understand Minecraft because you build a world, you know, you can tear down trees, dig holes in the ground, build little forts, and then you kind of stave off the nighttime creatures and stuff. And, you know, I kind of understand the concepts of that. Well, because I asked my nephew one time, I said, how what's the point of minecraft he said you build things i said i get it but what happens once you build the thing i said what do you do with it he said well look and he just and he built this he built a little fenced in area threw some sheep in it and threw some dynamite in blew the sheep up i was like 
So now what? He said, you get more sheep. I said, yeah. then what? He said, then you throw more dynamite. I was like, well, so, so the basic of the game, you just blow stuff up. <laughs> I remember seeing uh, Katie plays it, or played it, still does, I guess, some. But uh, she used to like dig down in, and lava would pop out. And then she would build a channel and control the lava okay. going through. And then she would do the same thing with water, and then build a house and a castle or whatever, you know, fort-type deal. And uh, So kind of, you could kind of manipulate, if you were creative, you could get real creative. Right. Now, uh, Kale would come and jump in, and this has been years ago. He would jump in and do something where he was way high up in the sky, and he would bomb. Oops, sorry, bomb like a sheep or a pig or something, and because you had to have substance to live on. Right. And so that was kind of. I mean, it's different. But, right. Uh, you know, each of them had their own perspective as to what was happening in their world. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kale tearing stuff up. Katie building stuff. Yeah, and and knowing both kids, that does not surprise me a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, does Sadie play any of it? No, she, she. Uh, I think she's just a little too young for it. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't hasn't even hit her age group yet. Radar yet. Yeah. So, so okay. I'm kind of thankful. So in uh, 2020, Roblox had over 164 million monthly active users, and it's being it's being played by over half of the children under 16 in the United States. Wow! Wow! Half? Yeah. That's crazy big number. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know a lot. I think you have to purchase a card to play it. Uh, it's pay as you go kind of deal. I think so. Okay. Well, it says uh, free to sign up, but then you gotta like, there's in-game purchases. You gotta purchase like Robux. It's like the Roblox version. Yeah. Bucks. Because I've seen the cards. I've seen the cards at the grocery store. Okay, so it's kind of like Fortnite. You know, you can get the game, but if you want any of the cool bells and whistles with it, you have to pay for it. It's what they call a freemium. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That came out in like 2006 and didn't become, says did not start to grow rapidly in popularity until the second half of the 2010s. Nice. Wow. Okay. Well, anyway, I just hijacked your story. So, <laughs> Minecraft Earth, give us the update, Joe. Okay. So, if you are a player of Minecraft Earth, you better get uh, get the building, get destroying because it will be shut down on June thirtieth. Like the whole thing, or just Minecraft Earth? Just Minecraft Earth. Okay. So now I understand there's different versions. Yes. Uh, yeah, I had, I had wait to take a, a learning it, lesson last night. What if it's not Minecraft Earth? Then what is it? Well, the Minecraft Earth was, it was created a little over a year ago. Microsoft announced this week that it'll shut down the game later this year. It, the Minecraft Earth players uh, have until June 30th, 2021 to play all, the augmented reality title before Microsoft shuts down the servers and no longer available to download from the app stores. Developer Mojang Studios blamed the coronavirus pandemic and all the changes to day-to-day life to have that have come to cause it to be shut down. So basically what Minecraft Earth is, is are you guys familiar with the Pokemon Go? Where like you would drive around, walk around places and and catch Pokemon and and all that. Well, this is very similar to that. It is Minecraft. I don't know what all that entailed. Right. But this was Minecraft's version of Pokemon Go where you'd walk around town and you'd do whatever. You know, I never even heard of that. I had neither. Now I've heard of Pokemon Go, but not the Minecraft version. Yeah. So, huh. so when maybe that's why it's uh, getting shut off. <laughs> well, when coronavirus hit, <laughs> everybody stayed home. Nobody could go anywhere to do anything, so nobody would walk around and play it. So then Microsoft had to step back, and Mojang had to step back and set it up to where 
players could still do something from home. You get you know get yeah. bits and pieces of it while playing at home, and so that that hurt a lot of their revenue and playability is people staying home and not able to get out and about to play the game. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean it. It'll get better. So it's on shutting down the June thirtieth, and then Microsoft's going to delete all player data for this Minecraft Earth on July first. Yeah, and I kind of understand that. I mean, as as everything changes and we adapt and change, by that time there'll probably be a different way of doing stuff, and they'll need a new version anyway. Right. Yeah, it's kind of just not bad timing or poor timing, just you know, bad time, bad situation. Wrong place at the wrong time kind of deal. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, Minecraft Earth players, <laughs> get your last uh, last deal in. Yeah, and actually they said that if you actually spent money in Minecraft Earth at any point during the life of the game, you'll get a token that'll allow you to download the Bedrock Edition of Minecraft to your mobile device. Oh, well, that's nice of them. So if you need any more information, you can actually visit the Minecraft website, and they have all... Up to up to the there. minute details on the shutdown and updates and all that. For a second, I thought you were going to say, just call me here at Joe's number. No. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'll fix up your Minecraft. No. All right. So and you got an update on Verizon. Story number, news update number two. Yes. Verizon. So. I'm worried about this one. No, 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 no. If you have a flip phone, Dave, you're, sti- you're going to be good for a little bit. Oh, uh, I do not. So Verizon is pausing its 3G shutdown for a little while. Basically indefinitely at this point. So they are delaying the shutdown of its 3G network, pushing back the original plan for the network to shut down at the end of 2020. But they've since changed that to an as-yet-undetermined point in the future. The news comes from Verizon spokesperson Kevin King, who tells Light Reading, Our 3G network is operational, and we don't have a plan to shut down at this time. We'll work with customers to move them to newer technology. I was going to say, so they're holding on to 3G technology? Yes. Why? They didn't say, but... I mean, how many users could they possibly have that are still on 3G? And my goodness, people, if you're on 3G, I assume you're not listening to this podcast, but if you know somebody that is on 3G and you're listening to this podcast, tell them to upgrade their stuff. Yeah, more, than likely, more than likely they have a flip phone, and they didn't come out right out and say it, but there's a lot of assumptions that it suggests that the transition isn't going as fast as what they planned on as far as getting people to get rid of their flip phones and older <laughs> you shut people's phones off they'll go get a new one yeah but then then you open that whole mess of you're forcing me to do this and i don't want to upgrade yeah, yeah. that happens everything though i mean oh, yeah. I, li- I like how people complain about that but when they have to renew their driver's license it's like yeah i gotta go yeah <laughs> You know, or when it's time to renew your insurance, yeah, I got to do it. Right. You know, or inspect your car, yeah, I got to do it. But when, you know, a, a consumer has to upgrade from a business, they're like, my, that sucks. A business treat me wrong. <laughs> so I guess it's perspective is my point. Right. Although... Anyway, I, upgrade you know, your phones, people. Come yeah, on. Th- this I might want to call somebody. Right. This isn't anything new. I mean, yeah. I've, I've seen this loaded yeah. play out times before from... You know, the funny part, though, is, from my perspective, I'm an old dog that doesn't like to learn new tricks. So it's kind of the kettle calling the pot black in, you know, my world. Right. So there you go, folks. 
Just because I spout it out doesn't mean it's necessarily true. So keep that in mind. Joe's the only one that really has some substantial technology background here. So <laughs> bank on what he says. Ignore me. All right. But you know, <laughs> they, they've done this in the past. And yeah. the only reason I know this has happened is my parents are prime examples of this. Is they've had the, the old bag phone. Yeah, yeah. They had the bag phone literally to the point where the carrier sent them a letter in the mail and said, look, you have two options. Either you upgrade or we'll terminate your service. Yeah. Case closed. So they went and got, let me see, I think they got a flip phone at that point. Justin's like, what the heck's yeah, a bag I was, phone? I, I was just about to ask. Yeah. Look it up. Search it online yeah, there. You'll see look it. Look up bag, uh, bag phone. Uh, I had one. So then they f- went. Oh, yes, yes. So they got a flip phone and they literally kept it until the carrier said, We're moving over from analog to digital. Your phone will be shut off or your service will be shut off if you don't upgrade. Yeah. Okay. It is. It was one of the early cell phones. I want probably one of the earliest that the consumers could buy. Yeah, I'd never seen one in real life, but yeah, just looking yeah. at the images of it, I've seen it in movies or something. Yeah, yeah, it was portable. It had its own, it was, they called it a bag because it was its own little bag and it had an antenna that would crank up and it was about that tall. Yeah, and some, some folks had like the car phone too. It looked like a landline in your car. Yeah, that's what, yeah, that's, yeah, what, that's it what it was. was. It had a corded headset. Mm-hmm. And then if you're real savvy, you got the little antenna that plugged into the bag <laughs> yeah. and you ran it outside your car and put it on top of your car on a magnet so you get better reception. Yeah, that nice. was, the, yeah, that was the upgrade option. Yeah. I remember when dad got this. And like the nowadays to hear what the the billing information on it was just crazy. <laughs> like it was like thirty or forty dollars a month for like ten minutes. Yeah, I mean it was like yeah. crazy. You had to pay per minute. Yeah, and then roaming was like two dollars a minute. I mean it was it was ridiculous. yeah. You did not want to be on roaming. No. So I remember when Dad got this. We drove to town. We we drove to the post office and called my granny just to, just to see how this new technology would work. I mean, it, we all bundled into the car and drove to town and just to call her to say, hey, we're in town. We're talking to you on the phone. <laughs> I remember the first time I saw one. I was in college, and uh, it was in one of my friends. He was you know, obviously had money because his parents had him have a bag phone in his car. Right. And I was like, this is a phone? He's like, yeah. I was like, does it work for real? He's like, yeah. And he showed me. He picked it up, and he called one of our friends in their dorm room. It's like, hey, we're talking to you. Wow. And I was just blown away because, you know, never seen one, never really heard about one. Right. I was like, what? How's this phone working without, like, lines connected to something? Yeah. And then I was like, does it cost you, like, a quarter? And he's like, it costs a lot. And I was like, huh, weird. <laughs> that little uh, test call we just did cost us <laughs> two bucks or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. So, anyway. Yeah, I remember uh, Dad, when we'd go on vacation, he would, like, if we was at the campground and if we was roaming at the camper, he would take the phone out of the camper, put it in the truck, and he would drive around the campground to find that sweet spot yep. to where there it wouldn't be roaming. And he would go to that spot every night to call in, call home and check on Granny and all that. I, yeah. It was crazy on with with the way things are nowadays that with that older technology that we ha- you had to make it work yeah. for you. <laughs> okay. Um Update number three. I had to take a second to remember there. Okay. <laughs> Just making sure I got it. I got yeah, it together today. Yeah, so, I really do, but... Yeah, so with Verizon... I got distracted yeah, by that. I was thinking so, back to the old bag phone days. Maybe. So, all right. So, Verizon, yeah, 3G so, users, you'll still have service on your old flip phones. Yeah, for a, for a little bit, a little while longer. And so, my goodness, man. Upgrade. Yeah. Or woman. But, whoever. But, kid. Upgrade. 
But Verizon's not the only one fighting this battle. <laughs> AT&T recently advised its customers using 3G phones that they plan on shutting down its 3G network sometime early next year, which surprises me because I was at first talking about this year. So I don't know if COVID played a role in that or not. And T-Mobile has reportedly looking to move to make voice over LTE or Volt a requirement early this year. So, so T-Mobile at this point is the headliner on this one to shut down its 3G Nice. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, how's your T-Mobile deal going? Because you, uh, you had Sprint. Sprint, T-Mobile. Now you're T-Mobile. No, yeah. The merge. How's that going? I have not seen any difference. Nice. Okay. So, That's good. No so, news is good news then. Yeah, everything still yeah, works. Everything works, and I've not had any issues, so I'm, I'm very thankful for that. Okay. All right. Justin, how's your iPhone doing? Yeah, it's still in one piece. I mean, it's a little cracked, but... <laughs> Well, we were joking last time about uh, you know, we already had the feature. I can't. What was the feature that we already had? Yeah. All the the Google Voice spam yeah, Google. filter. We have the spam filter, and you you just got caller ID. You're welcome. Yeah, no, I don't have any sort of special filter. <laughs> oh, you got a filter, all right. Filter yeah. your money right into iPhone yeah. account <laughs> with no special features. Exactly. No, that's my that's my phone bias for the day. By the way, <laughs> all you iPhone users out there, cha-ching. <laughs> You're welcome. No, I did see this something a little bit ago. It said, uh, "Here's the here's the end all be all on iPhone versus Android arguments." Star Trek never had an iPhone, but they did have an Android. Got <laughs> into the galaxy. Boom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> all right. Well, third news update is about Xbox. Yes. This is gonna make parents nervous or happy. Uh. I think my annoyed right now, but happy is coming. Okay, I think I have my kids have Xbox. So if you was able to snag one of the new Xbox Series X, you may be having an issue with the controller disconnect. And but the good news is Microsoft is aware of this and is bringing out an update. So the new Series X gamepad uh, seems there's some kind of issue where like you'd be playing. And also, it just drops connection for huh. no rhyme, no reason. Yeah. And it's and just I, amazing to me that they have wireless remotes. You know, I remember the day we were tethered to whatever video game by a four foot cord. Yeah. So and, that's and you better hope was. you didn't get excited or yeah, and jerk your arms you up or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Off. Yep, been there. <laughs> so, according to a forty-page thread on Microsoft's help form, a few people are having this issue. <laughs> wow, forty pages. Yeah. That's crazy. So Microsoft has responded to the, they told The Verge, we are aware some players may be experiencing disconnects with their new Xbox wireless controllers and our teams are actively working on a solution to be included in a future update. But they haven't really pinpointed on why it's doing this and what's causing it. But uh, through nearly 1,700 co-signers and a 40-page forum post, is enough to show there's definitely concern, and it's a tiny fraction of the million plus units these consoles were estimated to have sold at launch. And some of these are reporting issues that only happens in certain games, like Assassin's Creed, uh, Valhalla, V A H, V A L H A L L A. So oh, that's crazy, because I kind of assume it's like a hardware issue. Yeah, that's what how I does it think. how does it have effects on different games? Yeah, I don't know that. That's what I thought. It's like okay, yeah, it's a hardware issue. They'll push out an update, but it's only affecting certain games. So hmm. my only thought is, could it possibly be a certain button combination that they're pressing inside the game while they're playing? 
Yeah, maybe. That could be triggering some kind of resync or disconnect. When I watch my kids play, they punch all the buttons all the time at the same time. So right. I don't know how, you know, any combination probably gets hit on a regular basis every three seconds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's the only possible thing that I could be. And that's just me talking. I, you know, I, I don't have the new Series X and I'm not any associated with Microsoft. This is just me just kind of running off at the mouth. Yeah, here. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it's some kind of key combination that they're hitting while playing that's triggering it. Yeah, that's hard to tell. Interesting. Huh. Well, Xbox users, be aware. You might have some difficulty and Microsoft knows about it and possibly an update. Yeah, coming soon. <laughs> that's what I would say too. Hey, it's broken and uh, we fix it. All right. People that fix those kind of things, get busy. <laughs> I just made a promise. Yeah. See, this is why I don't get too rambunctious on being first in line to get the latest console mm. because you're buying to fix the bugs. The latest anything. Exactly. The first model coming out is always the, yep. you know, as they say, the first one through the walls always gets bloody. Exactly. So the first model is always the one that <laughs> they got to go back and fix stuff on. Exactly. Huh. Anyway, okay. All right, by golly. So you breezed right through all three news updates. I only distracted you a little bit. Justin, you didn't... Uh, have too much to comment on those but you're i can see you're looking through some stuff yeah see if i could find any other uh yeah what, what are you going to bring to light here news you, articles what, uh, what caught your fancy well the the smart uh thermostat thing caught my eye because i just wanted to click on to see if joe's uh wise smart thermostat made the list of yeah, the best of 2020 you know what i stopped by joe's uh shop yesterday or yep. yeah yesterday yeah and i saw the wise door lock and saw it in action mm -hmm. Pretty cool. And pretty sturdy because they tried to rip it off the door uh -huh. and it stayed. So. <laughs> You're welcome. I tested it for he, It let me in, so maybe it is broken. I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, yeah, they ranked the Wise as uh, number three. They put an Emerson and, and a Nest above it, but still, th top three. Uh, top, th top three for being, you know, first crack out of the barrel. Mm -hmm. brand, yeah, new, it's brand new on the market. So Yeah, that's, I'm impressed. Hmm. Yeah, probably cheaper than... One numbers one and two probably guaranteed. Think. Yeah, guaranteed. <laughs> By about at least one hundred fifty bucks. <laughs> wow. We're still working on that uh, Wise sponsorship, trying to get it. <laughs> well, you know, it's a crazy Wise is one of those companies you just feel good about. So I hope they're on the up and up, and I hope they stay on the up and up. Yeah, I mean, so far, I, you know, I, I've had I personally invested a lot of money into Wise. <laughs> I mean, a lot for me. I'm not like you know one of these venture capitalists that dump tens of thousands of dollars, but you know they'll. They'll, they'll soak me at 20 30 or $50 at a time. <laughs> yeah. So I, I have a lot of their I, there are a lot of their stuff, so I, I always try to keep an eye on them to make sure everything's on the up and up, and I get weekly emails, and I tell you they, they I don't want to call them Facebook because they're too good of a company, but they, they get me with the emails every week. They, they'll send me an email with the latest updates on all the pre-release information, and guess what's coming down to Pike? So I'm... I, I'm a sucker. I click on that email every time to see what's going on at Wise. Yeah. That's funny. Now, does yours uh, have some sort of like learning feature built in where uh, it kind of learns what sort of temperature ranges you adjust it to? And... Yeah, actually, I, I have ours set up with three different settings. Mm -hmm. I have the at-home setting to where uh, if it... If the furnace is on to set it to this temperature, if it's on air conditioner, set it to this temperature, and then it has a motion sensor. So then I have it. I have it set automatically at a certain time of the day to kick on. You know, when we're not 
there to go ahead and kick it down the furnace down to like 65 yeah but what's neat is I had to get I had to go back down to the house to get something the other day and I walked in the house and walked in front of it on purpose and as soon as I walked in front of it it kicked the furnace back on to heat it back up to 70 instead mm-hmm. of keeping it at 65 even yeah. though the the timer said yeah. 65 and then we have then I have a setting at night at like 10:30 at night to go ahead and kick it down to whatever and so yeah. I love it and then on the app <clears throat> it gives it actually gives you the readout on each day how long the 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 system has ran the furnace or the air conditioner so it's pretty neat i jumped on wise's uh website just since we were talking about it. yes you know you can apply to become a beta tester oh i need to be on that you do look it up there real quick and see what you <laughs> think so if you go to wise.com and contact us yes it has a become a beta tester and you can apply here yeah i, I gotta be all over that mm-hmm <laughs> All right, I have the link open up, so I will be filling this paper out, this information out today. Yeah, I just, uh, the two guys in some of their commercials, it made me wonder, because I thought I saw something that said the CEO of Wise, but I don't think it was those two guys. I don't know, what do you think? You heard anything about that, Joe? What's that? Who the actual CEO is of Wise? I have not. Hmm. Yeah, I was assuming the guys that did the video for the thermostat was let's see one of them was the CEO no okay in 2017 young Zhang is the wise CEO so now it's called wise labs Inc also known as wise in the US company based in seattle washington specialized so it's founders okay so they have a couple of founders they have dave crosby elena fishman uh dong shin shong and young zhang and i know i just butchered those two (laughs) so the ceo is young it's z-h-a-n-g zhang zhang john anyway i'm terrible at that huh Now, okay, it's in 2017, it was founded by a group of Amazon veterans. Okay. Makes that, sense, makes sense. So they have, they have all the connections they need. And that that's how it worked, okay. All right, interesting. At this point, we, we've talked about why so much I feel like... Um, Tom Cruise mm-hmm. and Jerry Maguire. Help me help you. Yeah, 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 really. <laughs> so they were announced they had a 20... In January 2019, they had a $20 million investment from Northwest Venture Partners. And I, and I think that investment's kind of paid off pretty well. Yeah, I would, it would have to. Considering they went from just making little home security cameras to the plethora of products that they have now. And so far, literally the only product I see that I have no need for at this point is the headphones and the sprinkler. Really? Yeah. yeah. But everything else, it's either a want or, yeah, I need that. Huh. Well, and the scale, I guess. Cause I, but everything else. So, I yeah, I mean... They got a lot of neat stuff. I'm kind of interested. I still have the old school dial 
thermostat. Yes. And it drives, it's starting to bother me now because I turn it up and down a lot. Yeah. Our weather's been fluctuating so much. So, so some days it'll go up to 60, you know, 60s. Right. And I'm like, shoot, I got the, you know, the heat on. I don't really need to have it on. Right. Because at night it'll only get down to 40 and the temperature in the house didn't really change, but the heat will kick on and it gets hot. Right. I'm like, crap. So. Dave, I have. I've touched the thermos, physically touched the thermostat twice since we put it in, and... Can I borrow yours and try it out? If you want to crawl underneath the house and get the C adapter for it, <laughs> that big guy. I may not need the C adapter. Do I need the C adapter? I don't know. It. So what you need to do is uh, download, you know, go on the WISE website and look up the... They have a... Uh, I'm sure my, my compatibility I, guide. Yeah, I got the old rotary or not rotary dial, but the dial thermostat. So I'm sure I need whatever. Well, what you have to do is you need to check your wire, check the wiring on the thermostat. That's all you need to check. Yeah. And if it's high voltage, then your that's definitely no. Hmm. But if it's low voltage, and <clears throat> when you open it up, it'll tell you what wires are what, and then you go on the website and see, yeah, I got this wire, this wire, this wire, this wire, and then it'll tell you if you're compatible or not. Now, now they're saying that you got to pre-order it again. You got to ships in February. Really? Yeah. Because we bought one for the office, and I was trying to put it in last week. And I looked, I opened our, and the HVAC system at the office is a little older. Mm -hmm. So I was used to looking at that circuit board and be able to wire that circuit board. Well, that doesn't, that one doesn't have it. <laughs> so you're saying you have an extra one? At this point, I might. Hmm. But my buddy Greg's supposed to, when he finally comes in, he's going to help me wire it up. Well, you know what? That'd probably be sometime in February. So this might work out good for both of us. <laughs> I like where this is going, Joe. But it, what it happened was it actually goes down to the transformer and goes out like that. And I just look yeah. uh, over this. None screen. of that affects me. Just bring the, you know. Well, you need to check your thermostat and see if it's even compatible. With I'll check point. it when I have this in my hand. <laughs> yeah. Come on, Joe. This is how it always is. Dave, I got this wonderful thing. No, you can't have it. Hey, now time out. Although yesterday you did give me the screen uh, projector to review. There you go. So okay. now let the record show that I <laughs> gave you something to try. That Amazing had, piece of tech. Yes, that yeah. had all the cords and all the adapters and had everything that it needed to <laughs> function. Yeah. All right, Justin, you figure out anything else before we go into product review? Uh, no, nothing too interesting. An, an AI drew a dog... Uh, being walked by a baby radish in a tutu. That's about it. What? <laughs> so there's this new uh, AI program where you can just type in some nonsense, like uh, draw a picture of an, a baby daikon radish walking a dog in a tutu, and it'll, it uses its uh, 12 billion images to create a, an image, basically, for you of anything you can imagine. Yeah. That's crazy. Or, uh, there's, yeah, there's another one. I like how that's called AI. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's not really intelligent. It's just... Someone just put penguin burrito and Yeah, I mean, it's, they look, it almost looks like a real burrito, but with yeah. penguin features that the AI just came up with. <laughs> so I now, mean, <laughs> refresh my memory. What was that... It sounds similar to that website. What was that website that you told me about a while back, Justin, that, like, not a person yeah, or not a person human... Yeah, does not exist, yeah. Yeah, like where it took all these pictures of people and made <laughs> one person out of it and... Yeah, it's getting getting crazy out there with the AI. You know, they uh, yeah they could pretty much put your face if they have enough uh, it, like video stock image that 
information of your face. They can just stick your face on in a movie, like right. Yeah, your face could be um, like Scarface's face. Right. They can like superimpose it over, which is pretty wild too. And, and this is what I find funny is you know we have all this modern technology. Oh, artificial intelligence can do all this stuff. <laughs> And what are you doing with it? Making a picture of a penguin and a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yep, that's all I got. All right. Justin. Just keeping you up to speed on uh, the amazing things AI is doing. <laughs> Justin, your value is uh, <laughs> very high right now. Yep. That's I was going to say, he, he's starting to fit in with us now. He's yeah. He... <laughs> Guess what I figured out, boys? Penguins and a burrito. <laughs> The sad part is, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I'm all in on this one. I don't know if anybody else out there likes it, but I like it. I'm like, all right, cool. Let me. I was actually looking through the corner because I can see his screen. I'm like, heck, yeah, that is a penguin and a burrito. <laughs> so, yeah. The technology, I mean, the, the actual tech of it is probably, like, pretty mind-blowing. Like, yeah, you spend millions of dollars. MIT, top, like, you know, coming up with these formulas and stuff. He probably did the same right thing. Up. Hey, hey. Everybody check this out. Penguin burrito, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, how can we apply this? Yeah, and, and think about this, guys. Now, here, now here's the real kicker. This is probably some kind of grant money they got through the government. This is our tax dollars at work. They, you know, spend all this money for all this great technology, and what are you doing with it? A penguin and a burrito. <laughs> Those are some of the images that came up. With. <laughs> yeah, it's a penguin and a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Although I guess in the grand scheme of things, to actually test the limits of it, you do have to come with up with some kind of ridiculous. Right. There's no possible way that they'll have this. It's mm -hmm. kind of like Amazon. You go in there and you go. There's no possible way that this thing exists. And you type in just word, some random word search, and there's like ten items of that same thing on there. So. Yeah. <laughs> Pushing it to the limits with the, the penguin burrito thing. Oh, that's funny. Trying to stump the AI, and it's like, nope, I know how to do that. <laughs> Watch this. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, that's our no news updates and uh, the injected information by Justin here, Penguin Burrito. Yep. Alrighty. <laughs> so, anyway. Okay. On to our product review. And, Joe, I have no idea. You didn't say anything about what you are bringing or anything. Well, we didn't talk about pre-show, so, right, so, I'm going so lay it on me. So, I'm going to have you guys take a look at this and see if you can guess what it is. I guess what and it, it does is. slide out. Yes, yes, okay. It slides out. Huh. Well, now we got a guessing game. I got to turn the light on. We'll turn the light on. We'll cheat. Justin can see. Oh, yeah, there we go. Uh, yeah, maybe some sort of graphics card or something that you could. Uh, I'm going to disagree with some that. Some sort of laptop. Just because I work with Type kids. Adapter. And and I don't care what it is, you don't make it where anybody can get into it on purpose. <laughs> so it has some sort of some sort of higher function here because they want you to open it. So I'm guessing. Does can I get a hint? Does it have anything to do with a vehicle? No. Okay. No, this has. You put some sort of card in them. You put cards in it, and yep. it does something. Yes. <laughs> So Close. I'm almost going to say SIM cards, but I don't think no, I don't think they'd let you do that. So it's got to be some sort of a little data card of some sort. 
So an this, adapter of some sort allows, right. allows you to go through that thing into USB into your computer. Is that a USB or micro? What is that? It's USB 3.0. It's a C. Okay. Or USB-C, yeah. Yeah, it's a USB-C. Okay. All right, let me, uh, so... Let me get to where I can see here. Oh. So now, if you're really big into uh, tech podcasts, Dick DiBartolo, he worked for Mad Magazine for 50-plus years. Uh, he has a contest every month called What the Heck Is It? So, guys, what the heck is it? So this is the one side of it, and this is the side I was looking at, saying, well, some sort of cards fit in these slots. What's weird, though, is I don't really see... Like I don't, I don't see any like plugins for the cards or whatever goes in there. I don't see anything that seems like you'd plug it in. Right. Dang, I'm beating up the mic. <laughs> I was trying to look maybe with better light, but I don't, I don't know. I mean, it might be stopped. And these, it go, it can go in the slide either way. I guess, but the bolt, no, the bolt would only work one way, so it has to be, to be, it's got a little spot for a bolt to hold it in, okay, I don't know, got me stumped, Joe. Alright, so, you guys did at least get part of it, right, it is made by a company called SSK, and this is the SSK Aluminum M.2, N as in Nancy, V as in Victor, M as in Mary, E. SSD enclosure adapter, and I know I just threw a lot out at you. SSD. Yes. Well, yeah, as soon as I typed SSK and ALU, it filled out the rest with Google. So, either a popular product or just has such a strange name that nothing else is <laughs> named like it. Yeah. Okay, so what this is, is <clears throat> a lot of the newer laptops and desktops. So, when I got my new laptop, for me to have two drives in my laptop, they these new solid-state drives, they are moving to what they call this M.2 format, which is, it almost looks like a RAM stick. So, so you hold it like this, and you actually insert the card. There's actually pins here that it actually slides down into. Mm -hmm. And then it gives you the ability to plug it into USB. So what I use this for is my laptop... I ran into an issue. I got my laptop and I wanted a bigger solid state drive in it. So I. So hold, hold that up again. Okay. Just in front of your laptop. Uh, a little higher. I'm using the camera right oh, behind okay. you. So undo it and show it again. Okay. So you plug something into that side? Yeah, you plug it in to the bottom here. Okay. And then it lines up with one of the three holes. Gotcha, okay. So if you wanna look back through the video, I showed both sides, so it's the white card side. Okay. The opposite side that I thought little cards plugged into. Right. Okay. Yeah, so what you do is you take this and you plug it into your laptop and then you can use it as like an external drive or in my case, what I did was I used it for, um, to clone my hard drive to, clone to drive on my new laptop. I had it all set up, had all my programs on it, but I wanted a bigger solid state for down the road. So I went ahead and just cloned it over to this and then plugged every, took the old one out, plugged the new one in, and boom, I was ready to... Hold on, so what's this do again? It takes an M.2 solid state drive, which is these really small solid state drives, 
and gives you the ability to plug it into a USB port like a thumb drive. And that came from inside your laptop? You pulled that solid state out of Yes. The okay, so if your laptop blew up or the port that you would normally plug into is bad, this would allow you to plug directly into that. Right. Gotcha. I, so I was trying yeah. to figure out, I was like, how do you, why wouldn't you just plug the laptops together? But I got you now. Right. Yeah. For so, everyone out there, I'm not technology savvy. That's why I have an IT guy. Yeah, the, the, tip, the typical standard laptop hard drives, they make regular adapters for that you yeah. can just plug into any laptop or desktop. But these M.2s, they're so new that a lot of uh, laptops and desktops don't have that slot on them. Yeah. So then you get this adapter to make that possible. You tech guys have all the savvy savvy tools. <laughs> yeah, I think I did something like that with the with the older technology, like the actual spinning, you know, hard drives. Right. Where hmm. computer died, but I wanted to pull everything off that. Yeah, I basically made a clone of uh, of that hard drive using an adapter, kind of like that, and a another computer. Right. Yeah, mm -hmm. made made it a portable drive basically, and and pulled off what you needed. So I'm just curious, uh, like how much of an update. Uh, yeah, capacity-wise, did you do when you move into a, a bigger solid state? The only reason I did it this way was because it was a lot cheaper to do it. And then, since being a tech guy, I kind of knew what I was doing. Mm -hmm. I went ahead and bought the 128-gig SSD that came with the laptop. And then I went out and bought separately a 1-terabyte SSD. So then I just cloned it and said, I'm done. Hmm. Okay. So, so you cloned onto the bigger one so that you have all your programs. Right. And so then, then you're I able to put that bigger yeah. one right back into your laptop. And yes, then, exactly. Okay. So I was able to just shut my laptop off, pull the card out, slap a new card in, turn it back on, and there it was right where I picked up right where I left off. So I think it's safe to say that this product review is for like IT guys or high level, higher level computer people. Yes. Okay. So, so that counts me out. <laughs> so if you're looking for this drive, it is compatible with, and I didn't learn, I didn't know about this until I bought the wrong size solid state drive for my laptop and it wouldn't fit. Yeah. But if you're looking for what size it fits, it fits the sizes 2242, 2260, and 2280 solid state drives. So if you're needing... A drive, this is what those drive. This fits for those drives. Okay, and it fits a USB. That means C. nothing to me, but I'm sure somebody out there is like, "This is why I listen to this show." Heck yeah! Right. I'm tired of hearing about uh, screens that make my phone look uh, bigger. bigger, and you know all this other stuff that's for consumers. <laughs> about time we got onto the tech stuff. Right. So you just upped the tech game, Joe. There we go. So as you can see, it's a USB C <laughs> connector, and it actually comes with two cables. It comes with one regular USB to USB-C connector, but my laptop actually has a USB-C port in it, so I used the USB-C to USB-C, and actually saw a huge, it took like 10, 15 minutes, no, it took less than that to transmit like 80 gig of data, I mean, it was like crazy fast. Oh, nice. Okay. So, you want to do pros and cons? Yeah, so the pros, the price, so how much do you guys think this goes for? I like that you ask. I'm looking at it, so I can't say I'd, I'd be cheating. <laughs> and, and Dave's I, trying to peek. I, well, <laughs> I, I realized what he was doing, and I was like, yep. But, I, yeah, I mean, I have no idea. I don't, I don't know anything about what anything would be worth like that. Okay, so it retails for about 30 bucks. Okay, well, that's reasonable. Yeah. For, for an adapter. Well, how often will you use this, you think? Well, for me, I may use it more because a lot of... 
some of the newer systems are starting to go to the M.2. And like we had a computer come through the shop there a few weeks ago that it had an M.2 for the solid state and I didn't have any adapter. Yeah. So I told Sam, I said, I have to get one. I said, I'm going full around and get caught one of these days and need it and not have it. And then in my case, when I got my new laptop, I needed it. So Says could, every mechanic ever. Exactly. I need this tool because one day I might need it. Yeah, Amazon. And I want to have it. Yeah, Amazon is like the snap-on tool for nerds. <laughs> they have all this stuff, and you're like, yeah, I need that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, gosh. Okay. So the, the next pro is the size. It's you know literally the size of the M.2 solid state drive format itself. Right. Not much bigger, so that's nice. It makes it nice and portable. And USB 3.1 support, so that gives you that high speed, high data rate, no time 